Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Live from the Advocate Center, it's the Scores NBA Draft Special. With the first pick in the 2008 NBA Draft, the Chicago Bulls select Derrick Rose from the University of Memphis. With the ninth pick, the Chicago Bulls draft, Joakim Noah. The Chicago Bulls select Patrick Williams from Florida State University. The Bulls taking Io DeSumo from Illinois going back to his hometown after averaging 20.6 rebounds, 5 assists this year. And he's going to make the world pay for making them, for taking them so late in the second round. Seattle trades to Chicago, the fifth pick, the rights to the fifth pick in the draft, Scott Pippen, in exchange for the rights to the eighth pick in the draft, Golden Polonese. The Chicago Bulls pick Michael Jordan, University of North Carolina. Brought to you in part by Bed Rivers, Tastyworks, Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, BetMGM, Duncan, and Great Lakes Credit Union. And now, here are the voices of the Bulls Radio Network, Chuck Swirsky and Bill Whittington. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure. And we are talking Bulls Bowl on the flagship home of your Chicago Bulls, 670 the score, alongside my main man, Bill Whittington. Cody Westerlin of 670thescore.com. We are going to have four hours tonight. Then Gabe Ramirez will take over uh, from 10 to midnight. But we're going to have four full hours right here at the Advocate talking NBA draft. And Bill, the last time we were on the air together talking Bulls ball back on April 27th in Milwaukee, game five. And the Bucks closed out the uh, series in the opening round of the playoffs, 116-100. Number one, good to see you. It's very good to see you, Charlie. All right, tell me about your spring and summer. What's been going on? Uh, I had a little uh, rotator cuff surgery, so I'm healing from that. I'm uh, seven weeks out, had it May 3rd. Wanted to wait till the season was over, and I'm going to get it done early so that I'll be ready to go on opening day next season. Nice. Well, uh, just to my far left, Rich Wyatt, the greatest engineer in NBA history, spinning the dials, Ryan Forth of 670, the score, the czar, Mitch Rosen, in company with us here at Advocate, and to my right, Cody Westerlin of 670thescore.com. Cody, you got married in the offseason. Congratulations. I did. Thank you very much, Chuck. Thank you. So uh, let's talk a little Bulls ball. We're going to get your take along with Bill on the 18th pick, not necessarily who the Bulls are going to take, but how the season ended and the type of personnel the Bulls, what do they have to add on for 22-23? Well, I, I think you see it at the end of the season, especially as we watch the playoffs go on, right? This team needs more shooting, obviously, 
And I think you look at that from a volume perspective in many ways as they rank last in the NBA in three-point attempts. But also when you get to the playoffs and you look at that Eastern Conference with Joel Embiid, Giannis, um, the Celtics are a big, long team as well across the board. That's the competition you're looking at next year and in the next few years. So the Bulls need to get bigger as well, too. And that's something they can do in the draft, something they could do in free agency on the trade market. But those are the needs I look at more, just wing size and shooting and then and then more size down low if they can get it. And a guy that's going to break down the draft at uh, 6.30 right here on 6.70. The score is our Odyssey insider, Ryan McDonough, the former GM of the Phoenix Suns, held in high regard by a number of people throughout the NBA. And our insider calls presented by Hey Maine, a new podcast from Kenny Maine. Download Hey Maine on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Bill, we talk about 3D players who can shoot the three and also defend because now in the NBA, as Cody mentioned, you've got to be able to shoot the ball with so many teams now aiming for three-point shooters, as we saw in the NBA playoffs but also you have to protect the rim. So is that a priority right now for the Bulls? Well, I think both of those are priorities right now. And if you saw the way, and I would like to add one other thing, we got to play with more pace. We got to run. We started off last season running the ball, moving the ball around. And then with injuries, we kind of slowed down and got mirrored into a great offense with DeMar DeRozan when he was playing hot. But in the playoffs, that kind of, I don't want to say sunk the ship, but ended up being a problem because we didn't have that ball movement and player movement that we needed. But we definitely need a rim protector a guy that's long and athletic can protect the rim, stop penetration when uh, if our guards uh, get beat on the outside or our forwards get beat on the outside and just be that uh, anchored defensively at the rim. But then uh, then you look at offensively, and as Cody already said, you know three-point shooting was really tough for the Bulls this past season. you, you got to figure a way. So I wouldn't say one is more important than the other right now. I think that all three of those things are things that you need to work on and find a way to get better at one or all of them at with with a player if there's that that guy out there right now. The uh, Bulls finish with a record of 46 and 36, sixth seed in the East. As we mentioned, they got uh, flamed out by a very good Milwaukee ball club. At that time, they defended NBA champions in five games. What did you learn, Cody, about the Bulls in that series? Well, I think for one thing, the Bulls need more depth, which is why when we look at uh, tonight with the NBA draft. This is a team that by the end of it, you look at someone like Derek Jones Jr. played his heart out, but he was playing out of position at times. And I know you think like out of position, like he's playing backup center at times for this team. That's not enough size there. I don't think in a playoff setting, some of those injuries wore on the Bulls in the second half of the season, obviously, and they just didn't have enough depth. So I think that's why when you look at tonight, that's where the number 18 pick to me is intriguing. Do you go with a guy who's a little more ready-made to contribute? And I know we've talked about E.J. Liddell a ton. We had him on our airwaves, uh, obviously, on Wednesday afternoon. Great kid. That feels like someone who could contribute early, whereas maybe some of these other guys have a little bit more upside, might be a little bit more younger, uh, haven't been in his college as long. And I think that's the balancing act for this Bulls team that is the most interesting part because we know they're good, right? 46 wins. DeMar DeRozan reestablished this team as a playoff team. But... Are you trying to take one step, or are they looking a few years down the road and want to gamble a little bit more and take a couple bigger steps in the future? And how's that match up with the timeline for DeMar, who's under contract for a couple more years? And then Zach Levine's obviously unrestricted free agency uh, this offseason. They want him back. They hope to have him back. They expect to have him back. But who is around those guys? All right, very good question. So that, we're going to break <laughs> this down then, Bill. Let's talk about the, the, the player himself, Patrick Williams. 
What does he do well? What are some of the things he has to improve? Well, the things he has to improve is consistency. Uh, he's done a lot of things very well at times. I think he's a good defensive, overall, a, a very good defensive player uh, and a very willing defender, can guard just about anybody on the floor, uh, one through four, and some smaller fives if teams are going small against us. But what he has to be is more aggressive offensively. He can't be uh, set back and, and wait for the offense to come to him. At times, he's going to have to create the offense uh, in this offense, especially if we're playing uh, the type of offense we played last season where it's more isolation and we're waiting for guys to to handle the ball. And that's that's something I think the Bulls need to, to address as well, is that I, I don't think in today's NBA you can just solely play an isolation basketball. And I think that we have to get more into a flow <clears throat> running the basketball up and down the floor. And I think that's something that Patrick can do very well. Fill the lanes, get out on the break, and, and finish at the rim. But uh, what Cody brought up a great point a moment ago, and is like, what, what do the Bulls want to do as far as timeline of this team you got a couple of guys that are a little bit older right now do you <clears throat> if you go with a younger player that might be uh for lack of a better word cody a prospect player that's not going to be ready for two or three years then you're kind of saying that uh demar DeRozan and vooch won't be around when you're ready to win so uh, these are the decisions that management has to make right now and they're not easy decisions because i think we're close right now but how close or how much better can we get to be an Eastern Conference Finals team uh, with the core that we have and the players that you can get in, in this draft if, without making a deal? But then having said that, you make a deal, you're kind of cementing your position now financially for the next five or six years. All right, we're going to uh, take your calls. We want your texts at 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. About the direction of the Bulls, do you want them to keep the pick? Do you want them to package it? Do you want them to make a major deal? Or do you say to yourself, all right, let's see if healthy, this core, what they can do if they come back for 22-23 healthy, what they can do in the Eastern Conference. Cody, Kobe White, Yeah. tell me about his game. Well, he's a streaky three-point shooter. He's had defensive inconsistency, been uh, taken advantage of on that end. And clearly it's taken a couple of years, but we figured out in Chicago he's not a point guard. He needs to play off the ball, and he's a guy that's going into the final year of his contract. So um, this is a team that figure, needs to figure out what they want to do with him, right? So. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he's available in trade talks. I don't think that necessarily means the Bulls are aiming to ship him out of town tonight. But when you look at the roster, there's guys that are not untouchable, obviously. As we always say on these airwaves, Michael Jordan's really the only untouchable person in Bulls history on the trade market, probably. But we know that DeMar's going to be back, for example. We know they want Zach Levine locked in and back. But um, Cody, Kobe's a guy that could be on that trade market and in a deal tonight if the Bulls find one. So... I think that's very interesting, what they could uh, do with him tonight. And I think his future is very much up in the air, especially after Iodesumo established himself last year. Yeah, you know, one thing I, I, I learned in the playoffs, I learned what I think the Bulls learned a little bit more about Kobe, Bill. And I think Kobe learned a lot about himself in the Milwaukee series, about his deficiencies, some of the things he's got to improve, some of the things that, you know, when he was making his threes, he looked terrific. But when he struggled with his shot, I think it carried over to his defensive game on the other side of the ball. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, and and sometimes and, and that's a great learning experience as a player. Sometimes having a bad game uh, can wake you up and open your eyes to things that you need to work on to find a, find a way. And sometimes that's just when you're struggling shooting the basketball is finding a way to relax and just get that rhythm back. 
And and the other thing is is something that uh, Phil Jackson talked a lot about is you got to live in the moment. If you make a bad play at one end of the floor, you got to let it go. You got to find a way to get rid of that. And I think Kobe held on to those things a little bit and started to struggle a little bit. And if he was having a tough night shooting, that affected his whole game. And he's got to find a way just to, you know, let everything go, roll off your back, so to speak, kind of like water off the back of a duck and uh, get on to the next play because you have to perform. And again, this is a game of performance. And unfortunately, if you don't perform well, things don't work out well for the team. And uh, everyone's got to find find that, uh, to quote Happy Gilmore, uh, their happy place and uh, find a way to, to get where they need to be. Uh, we have an update from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, the 76ers looking to trade Matisse Thibel. They're trying to clear cap room. Apparently, they're going hard now after uh, P.J. Tucker. But Matisse Thibel for Eric Gordon in a deal involving Houston and Philadelphia in a third team. Portland now in the mix as well. And Thibel, a very solid defensive player, drafted actually by Mark Eversley when he was with the Philadelphia 76ers front office. And his name has come up in the rumor mill with the Bulls uh, because he's a lockdown wing player defensively. Offensively, still not there yet. He's, he's kind of the opposite of Kobe in that respect, right? Like defense is uh, his calling card. Offense is his big question mark and the ability to score. That's certainly a guy, like you mentioned, Chuck, has been tied to the Bulls in the rumor mill. Doesn't seem like at this moment when we talk about it that that's the clubhouse leader or anything like that. But I think Thibault would be the exact type of player that if the Bulls um, were looking to make some small trades, lower profile trades, so the non-Rudy Gobert department, if the Bulls are looking to make trades, that's the type of guy that they would want to plug in into that rotation. I don't think he would start for them, obviously, but that's a really good guy to have off the bench and a defensive stopper and someone you could count on for a long stretch to just show up every night and count on that. And I think that's interesting, too, for like Billy Donovan last year. It was just so much movement in and out of the lineup, right? He didn't always know if they were healthy, whether they had COVID, injuries. But then when you look at guys like Kobe, there was too much inconsistency in the play sometimes, too. Like, that was the thing about DeMar DeRozan. Always brought it, knew exactly what you have every single night. The Bulls need more of those guys where they can count on an exact role night after night. And Thibault has a lot of limitations from the offensive end, but you do know what you can count on him for 20, 25 minutes of defense a night. So that's why the 76ers, or excuse me, other teams are chasing him, and the 76ers are aiming bigger, and that's why he would fit for the Bulls if something could materialize. You're listening to live coverage right here on 670, the score, the flagship station for Bulls Bowl. This is Chuck Swirsky, Bill Whittington to my left, Cody Westerlin of 670thescore.com to my right, and uh, Ryan McDonough, the former GM of the Phoenix Suns, the insider for the NBA from Odyssey, will join us in 15 minutes right here on 670. The score, we're talking about the draft. We will talk about the uh, lottery coming up for the uh, draft and the top five players because there is uh, still a lot of movement in the top 10 from what I understand going on because especially uh, with a young man by the name of Jaden Ivey from uh, Northwest Indiana, was a terrific high school player out of the Notre Dame South Bend area went on to play for Purdue, a great player for the Boilermakers, and he could go number four. Whether or not Sacramento moves that uh, slot remains to be seen. But one, one other note before we get into the draft, and I want to talk about right now the state of the NBA. It seems like a lot of teams building, Cody, are getting to the point where they're impatient. They're impatient. I mentioned this to Mullion Hall this morning right here on 670 The Score. I think a lot of ownership groups 
I think a lot of GMs are under pressure to do something. Atlanta, Indiana, San Antonio, Portland, teams that are kind of hit that wall and they need to do something. I think we're going to have a ton of trades this offseason. Well, another part of that, Chuck, is there's not a lot of cap space for good teams, right? Like most of the teams that have cap space are like the Pistons, the Magic, the Blazers can open up cap space. But these elite teams, they almost have to operate on the trade market, on the sign-in trade market in conjunction with free agency. I think we could see maybe not significant superstar trades tonight, but a lot of moves that matter a lot with high-profile names that we know tonight because the draft night, as we know, in addition to free agency and the trade deadlines, one of the three biggest times of the year where you're going to see that type of movement. And the sign-and-trade procedure and tool has become such a big deal in the NBA in recent years since these players basically have established that they have power over teams in the way of, hey, you know, I'm going to sign a four-year contract, and if I don't like it after a year, I'm going to force my way out in a sign-and-trade. And And in the offseason, it's usually that sign-and-trade mechanism. And in the season, it's just leading up to the trade deadline. So that's why we could see a lot of action here. Bill, the the bottom line is this. Players want to get paid. And, you know, if if a player can get paid respectively in their quote-unquote home city, let's say their, their first major contract, and then all of a sudden he gets that money, and after a year he says, okay, guess what, I got my coin, and now I'm going to ask out. Yep, and, and it happens a lot, and obviously. Well, I was in Toronto with Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you, James Harden's done it now a couple of times where he's kind of forced his way out of contracts to get get moved, and uh, unfortunately that's the, the nature of the beast right now, and the game's changed that way where uh, players are starting to get more and more power, and they, and they, only, they understand they only have a limited time uh, to make that money. And, you know, you, you turn 36, 37, or unless you're uh, Brady, 44, uh, you can't, you're not going to be in the game that long. So you, you got to make it while you can and, and try to do the best you can. And you're always going to be looking for a place where you can ha- put up better numbers because your next contract will be bigger the more numbers you put up. So uh, when guys are not happy, they're looking to move as quick as they can. And, Chuck, you mentioned pressure, right? Like that pressure doesn't just come from ownership now in the NBA. you got a star player. You need to build around him. You need to build around him now, and you need to get it done. So that pressure on teams really comes from, or I should say on general managers, really comes from a couple ways. Well, I think a prime example is here in Chicago. I think this fan base, and, Bill, you played here. You have three rings to, you know, have an endorsement about the direction of the ball club. I think the fan base in Chicago prior to last year or two years ago was getting to the point where they were so frustrated with the direction of the ball club. And I think relevancy was a key point. And Arturis and Mark said, enough's enough. we got to bring in NBA players. And Vooch was the first uh, to come here. And then DeMar and Caruso and on and on and on Lonzo. And I think a lot of uh, fan bases around the league are looking around saying, hey, you know what? It's, it's tough to put hard-earned money into a ball club and a franchise. We want to see results. I mean, at the end of the day, Bill, I mean, you, like, you can't lose your fan base. No, a- absolutely not. But you also have to understand, too, winning is money. The better the team does, the more merchandise is sold, more fans are talking about the team. They want to buy hat, bulls hats, jerseys. Uh, more fans are coming to the arenas. You're making more playoff money. Uh, things are going well, but the pressure, and Cody alluded to this too, is the players are putting pressure on because players understand. They talk they talk to other players in the league. They talk to veteran players, retired players, and what do people talk about? Championships. 
And especially if you're a good player, you want to win a championship and be on a team that's going to win a championship. And if you can't, if you're in a, in a city and that team doesn't look like it's on the right track to win a championship, you're going to try to get out of it. And that's what general, where the pressure comes with general manners to try and forge uh, those teams to get winning records and uh, give yourself an opportunity to win a championship because players don't want to stay anymore uh, if they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. All right, so tomorrow morning, when we turn on the radio to 670 the score and Mully and Haw are recapping the draft. What is the number one headline that they will talk about after tonight? I would I would guess that it's just Bulls add a rotation player at number 18. And I think that for a couple of reasons. One, because we know they need the help and they want to build around Zach and Damar if everything goes right. And they know they need um, to get younger, right? Like right now you're looking at this team, it's Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo are the real young guys. I think Lonzo Ball is, what, 24? So he's still pretty darn young, got a lot of room to improve. But you want more of a base. Like the best organizations have an age discrepancy where it's fairly well balanced in almost every case if they if they can have their uh, their preference in that situation. Like Golden State. The Warriors I mean. now, exactly. So you're always aiming for that, and I don't think you want to get too far in front of your skis and have an organization that doesn't have any base of young talent, which if the Bulls, for example, are to trade for Rudy Gobert, like that base of young talent, those draft picks, Patrick Williams would have to be sent out in a deal for that. So I think just adding someone is a little bit more of a balancing act, and it still gives them options in free agency. I think it helps make Zach Levine happy, too, in some ways, if they can get someone who can plug in as a contributor. So I think who they get still matters, right? Like if they take a project, then Zach Levine's going into free agency like, yeah, they didn't give me any help yet. So, like, I think but he... But realistically, under- Cody, I mean, at 18, we're, we're not talking about, yeah, we're going to get Duran from Memphis, the big player out of uh, Penny Hardaway's uh, ball club at the University of Memphis. I mean, you know, it is what it is, the 18th pick. So, realistically, the 18th pick, you've got to say to yourself, we're going to get a guy who will come into training camp, hopefully earn some minutes somewhere, maybe deep, late in the rotation... Yep. But, I mean, we're not looking at it at the seventh or eighth player in the rotation at number 18, are we? No, you're, you're looking at trusting AK's scouting ability at this right. point, right? If yep. you got Iota Sumo in the second round last year and he turned into such a key contributor, you have to believe that the Bulls can pull that off to some extent, too. And, like, look, I think Io outperformed expectations, blew him away from almost everyone except probably himself and his family um, had that in mind. But you do have to trust, like, this is why – as an organization, you turn over the front office, right? Because you need to find better talent evaluators um, for what the situation is and believe in that. So I think that's just that's part of the business, though, um, just the way it's going in that case. But the Bulls do need, uh, I think, an influx of a little bit more young talent. So that's why I would bet on them when we pick up the radio, listen to the radio in the morning, probably just having added someone at number 18. And I, Cody, I agree with you 100%. And uh, I also think, though, that the way they can get better, too, is we've talked about Kobe. If you could somehow package him and get maybe another young player, uh, another building block, and again, to add depth to the bench. Again, we're not, gonna, we're not talking about guys that are coming and start and throw up 20 points a game for the Bulls every night, but uh, guys that can give us depth so when we, we can rest our starters a little bit longer in the game. 
All right, we're going to uh, take a break. Cody, thank you very much. We're going to hear more from Cody Westerlin in a few uh, minutes. We're on the air until 10 o'clock tonight, live from Advocate. Chuck Swirsky along with Bill Weddington. This segment brought to you in part by Bet Rivers Tasty Works, along with Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, Bet MGM, Duncan, and Great Lakes Credit Union. Ron McDonough, Odyssey Basketball Insider next on 6. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 70 the score right here with the Bulls. What will the Chicago Bulls do with the 18th overall pick in tonight's NBA draft? Chuck Swirsky and Bill Winnington continue to break it down on the scores NBA draft special. And we are back live here at Advocate, getting ready for the uh, 2022 NBA Draft. The Bulls with the 18th pick in the first round. And in a moment, we'll hear from Ryan McDonough. Ryan, of course, is the Odyssey insider as he covers the NBA. And, Bill, let's uh, talk with Ryan McDonough right now. And Ryan McDonough sponsored by the fine folks from Hey, Maine, that's right. Insider Call, sponsored by Hey, Maine, a new podcast from Kenny Maine. Download Hey, Maine on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chuck Swirsky, my main man, Bill Weddington, a former number one pick in 1985 at a St. John's, taken by the Dallas Mavericks, winds up in Chicago, and three NBA championships. 
as the uh, Bulls beat Seattle, then back-to-back -back against the Utah Jazz, and then retires in the early 2000s. And he's been with the Bulls organization ever since as a radio broadcaster and also as a mentor to the likes of uh, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler back in the day. But right now, let's uh, hear from Ryan McDonough. Ryan, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Good evening in Chicago. It's always good to be on with you, especially as we got the draft coming up and then free agency getting started next week. Absolutely. Ryan, I want to ask you a question. I think this might be the first or second time we've spoken. Uh, Bill and I call the radio play-by-play -play on the Bulls Network in 670 The Score here in Chicago. Do you miss this? I mean, do you, do you miss, like, rolling up the sleeves and going to workouts and, you know, scouting kids and, you know, not being a part, quote-unquote, of a team? Uh, yeah, I do. Today, today I do. Uh, I think it's, it's been nice over the last couple of years. You know, I have a young family, so to be around them, especially during the pandemic and broadcast primarily from home, has been great, but now that the world has fortunately opened up again and, and scouts are allowed back in the gyms, I, I do miss being in the gym. I think yeah, guys like the three of us, that, that's why we love it. That's why we do it. And from a scouting perspective, you put all that work in year-round or sometimes for multiple years, and it culminates in tonight. Uh, so I certainly miss the action around the big events, the trade deadline, the draft, and free agency in particular. Mm. So, so, Ron, I mean, uh, are you actively trying to get back? I mean, because I hear your interviews on 670, the score in the Odyssey app, and, I, and I've followed your career from your days with the Celtics and whatnot, and, I, and I'm just wondering, I mean, um, are, are you actively pursuing things, or are you right now just content kind of being in the media world? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm, I'm open to possibilities on either avenue. Um, I think until recently I was definitely going to stay on the media side, but um, you know, each offseason is different, so if there's a team opportunity that makes sense, I'll certainly uh, think about it. But I'm having a lot of fun broadcasting, guys. Um, you know, My background, I, I grew up in a sports broadcasting household with my father, Will, on NBC and CBS, and then my brother, Sean, is currently doing play-by-play -play for ESPN and the Stanley Cup. So uh, I've always been interested in the broadcasting angle. Next week I'll be down in Atlanta covering free agency for NBA TV. I did the trade deadline for them as well. So I'm really enjoying getting to, to do this side of the business and, and see. I think you have a different perspective on it. And uh, for me, it's been a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, Bill, I had the pleasure of knowing your father, Ryan, with uh, the NFL when I was working on pre-half and post-game shows with the Bears. And your dad was a magnificent human being. And I know your brother, Sean. So um, good on you. Uh, I, w I want to talk about the 18th pick, Ryan. When, when you have the 18th pick and you've got a cluster of three or four names on the board, and let's say they're close when you grade out players, do you then say to yourself, all right, our biggest need is a wing. Our biggest need is a big man. And you go that direction, or do you say to yourself, even if a guy is graded just above the second player in that group, we still have to take him. Yeah, good question. Every team does it a little bit differently. Uh, I'm a big believer in the tier system um, because, as you guys know, the gap between players is not always even. Uh, sometimes there are players in a tier of their own. Uh, for example, if you have LeBron James or Tim Duncan or Anthony Davis at the draft, that's probably a one-player tier, and then you draw a bright 
uh, black line, and then underneath them is the next group of players. Um, so I think that's something that Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley and their staff will look at. Are they comfortable with the players they think will be there at 18? Keep in mind they don't have a second-round pick uh, this year, um, so it's just 18. So, so that you know, really helps you narrow your focus onto a specific grouping of players. I think in this year's draft at 18, there are probably 10 to 12 guys that they can eliminate relatively easily. Uh, you're always prepared, of course, in case something uh, goes haywire and completely unexpected, but I think they can count a dozen or so guys that they're fairly certain will be gone uh, when they come back and pick at 18, but then you narrow in on you know a handful of players and maybe whittle the list down. Um, you know maybe you're comfortable with somebody who falls to you, but uh, generally speaking, you want to draft the best available talent. Um, one of the exercises that I, I challenge anybody listening to this to do is go back and look at an NBA roster uh, from three years ago, or especially if you go back and put say the Bulls roster today versus the Bulls roster from three to five years ago. Um, th- th- these players and the teams, you know, change so quickly. And, and unless you have a superstar who you can anchor your franchise and build around, you're certain is going to be there for a long term. I think generally speaking, you always have to draft the guy you think is going to be the best available player because uh, other than the superstars and sometimes even including the superstars, as we know in this era of, of NBA with player empowerment and, and very short contracts, uh, there's a lot of player movement every single year. Ryan, with the, especially with the 18th pick, how important are the little things, the, the guy's character, uh, how he performs, does he push himself all the time? How important are those? We, we all, and you've even mentioned already, can he play? I mean, that's obviously the most important thing. But as you get deeper in the draft, are those things more important or less important? I think more important. Bill, because generally in that range in the draft, you're drafting a guy to play a role. Uh, if, if you get a star at 18, that would be phenomenal. And obviously in, in recent Bulls history, they drafted Jimmy Butler in the late first round, you know, close to 30, and he became a star. But, but that's unusual. I mean, if you do that, great, good for you. But usually uh, it's a guy to play a role. And, and that's one of the underrated elements, I think, that's not discussed enough um, you know, certainly outside of front offices, is this is a relationship. In, in Chicago, if they keep the pick, uh, Adam Silver will call out a name, and you know, player X goes to the Bulls with the 18th pick, and that's the start of what you hope is a long and successful relationship for both parties. Uh, keep in mind, on the rookie scale, you have up to four years under contract, and then um, you know, the ability to extend a player's contract after three years, and ideally, you'd have the guy for you know, five or ten or more years. Um, so it is the start of a relationship, and you know, Chicago took a big step last year. There, there were 20 27-11, I believe, out of the gate. Then the injuries uh, set in. So this is a team who you know, took a big step but, but didn't finish the year as well. Obviously, you guys know better than anybody, a lot of that was due to the injuries to Alonzo Ball and Alex Caruso and others. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think generally speaking, um, as, as you know, you, you played a great role throughout your career. Um, the guys that you draft or that you want on your roster, especially your non-stars, you want them to be able to contribute on the court. You want them to be able to fit in and hopefully help your coaches and in the locker room and, uh, you know, be, be a guy that um, is a low-maintenance professional. And that's what you know, I think our tourists and his staff have done since they arrived in Chicago. And, again, we're speculating, by the way, you're listening to the voice of Ryan McDonough, the uh, Odyssey NBA insider. He appears right here on 670 The Score, and we appreciate his expertise and his wisdom because he's been through this, folks. He has been in that room making tough tough decisions so he knows exactly what the Bulls and Arturis and Mark Eversley and the rest of the front office is going through right now. So Ryan give me a a couple of names that probably will be there at 18 and and what is the best prospect right now that probably will be on the board that could be a mid to late rotation player. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So um, it's hard to say who will be there. I think the draft after the top you know, four probably opens up a little bit, um, you know, and, and then, um, you know, some feel there's another kind of gap uh, in, the, in the later lottery. Uh, so I, I think it's pretty broad. Uh, here's some of the names I, I keep an eye on that I think may be available um, that, that I would, you know, that I like personally and think may be a good fit for the Bulls. Some maybe you're more familiar to, to your listeners than others. Um, Oshai Agbaji, uh, anybody who watched Kansas play last year, I yep. think, um, you know, watched him play in the Final Four. The Jayhawks won the national championship. He was the most outstanding player. Uh, he is a four-year college player, so as you guys know, sometimes in the draft, those guys tend to get uh, picked apart and people focus Focus on what they can, can't do rather than what they can do. But I think this kid's a, a nice, powerful wing. He, he shoots the ball well. He has the potential to be a good on-ball defender. Uh, the, the critics will say, well, he is an older player. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a four years in college, so he didn't have as much upside. But uh, I think he'd, he'd be a nice fit on the Bulls roster. I'm, I'm guessing he's probably gone by 18, but he's certainly intriguing to me uh, if he's there. Um, Mark Williams, the center from Duke, I, I think goes ahead of Chicago, but. You know, what Chicago, I think, has been lacking, especially uh, when they had the injuries to their good perimeter defenders in Ball and Caruso, was some rim protection. Uh, so keep an eye on Mark Williams, the center for Duke. A little bit raw, but there are a lot of tools there that could, I think has the potential to be a big-time shot blocker and rim catcher. He, he kind of fits what teams want hey, from Ryan. a modern big man. Um, and then, you know, another more ready-made player I think is, is likely to be there, and that I think the Bulls are probably considering, uh, is E.J. Liddell uh, yeah. out of Ohio State. Had a, a, a terrific career for the Buckeyes a three-year college player, uh, was pretty complete in terms of points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Uh, so you have two you know, guys who are proven at the college level, and Igbaji and Liddell, uh, one who is less proven uh, but probably has higher upside in Mark Williams. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to predict, obviously, who will be there at 18, but uh, I'm fairly certain Arturis and Mark and their staff have evaluated all those guys very thoroughly. Okay, so, uh, and I, I apologize for interrupting you, but, Ron, I do have a question. When, when a team is like at 18 or 21 or 17 and you want to move up to 12, for example, let's say Williams or Duran, and you say to yourself, what will it take to go from 18 to 11? It's not like we're going from 18 to 5 or 18 to 4 to get Jaden Ivey. We're going up a little bit in the you know, near low lottery. What would it take to make that kind of move? What would you expect in return? I'm glad you asked me that question because, as you guys know, the NFL draft is very different in terms of teams are more willing to get volume and move down or move out. Uh, the NBA draft, is, as you know, is not a volume draft. Usually you're just looking for one player who can help your roster. Um, so I, I think the, the best example of that tonight is um, Memphis has 22 and 29. I was on uh, one of our Odyssey stations in Memphis earlier, and I think you say they were to package 22 and 29. I, I, I don't think it gets them that high, guys. Maybe into the – uh, late lottery, you know, starting in the teens, 13, 14, uh, maybe not even that high because, uh, you know, again, it's not a volume draft. And, and I think one of the things that has changed for the better in recent years is with the play-in now, as you guys know, 20 teams make the initial playoff field. I think that has had the intended effect from the NBA of having more teams wanting to win and, and go for it. So um, well, I bring that up because I think teams are less likely to, you know, drop back or slow play it. I think teams want to be more aggressive, and uh, that either means, you know, track 
packaging multiple picks to move up or trading a pick for a player who helps them win now. I think that's potentially an option for the Bulls as well. But, uh, yeah, it's not like you, you package, you know, 18 and a second-round pick and get up to 10 or something like that, even a future second. Uh, you probably, you know, if you weren't wanted to move significantly into the lottery, you probably need to package 18 plus a future first. And uh, mm. it's just a guess, but I don't think that's something that uh, Arturis and his staff no. are likely to do. No. Uh, so, so, Ryan, I mean, the number one pick, if you had the first pick in the draft, okay, and it's 2022 now and you're looking at probably three players, who would you pick number one and why would you pick that player over the two others? I think it's not a great year to have the number one pick, and, and I say that because the years you want the number one pick are when it's obvious, when some of those aforementioned future Hall of Famers, uh, Duncan, LeBron, uh, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, those guys are in it. That, that, that's easy. This one is tougher for me, and I understand why um, I, I know here uh, on the Odyssey family of networks, you know, we follow the betting markets. Uh, the betting markets in the last 24 to 48 hours have really gone haywire with uh, Paolo Bencaro in particular coming uh, from a distant third to right up there. And In fact, I think he was the odds-on favorite at one point. I do think Orlando's going to draft Jabari Smith. Uh, I think he's a safe pick. Um, personally, guys, I, I would consider Jaden Ivey uh, with the number one pick uh, from Purdue. You guys saw him probably just down the road in the Big Ten. I think the way that kid moves with the basketball in his hands reminds me uh, somewhat of John Morant, yes. a young John Wall before he got injured. And I think the way the game is officiated now, very very different than when, when Bill played, is you're not allowed to contact the ball handler. As you know, you're, you're allowed almost – there's no hand checking. You can't put your hand in def- the defender's hip. Uh, excuse me, the defender can't put his hand in an offensive player's hip and really steer him to where he wants to go like you could when, when Bill was playing, especially prior to that. So I, I think Jaden Ivey, with his speed and size, uh, you know, his shot is average, but, but average is good enough with his athleticism. I think that kid has a chance to be the best player in the draft. It looks like he's not going to go in the top three, but uh, – I, I you know, very much consider him in that range and potentially take him number one. Wow. Hey, Ryan, I could, I could spend an hour or more talking hoops. And I'll tell you what, if you pass through Chicago, um, I'll put it on the czar Mitch Rosen's bill. But I would <laughs> love to have a meal with you and just talk because I find every time you come on the air, I learn something new about the sport and about the dynamics of running an NBA team. And I mean this sincerely. I have no agenda. We've really never met, maybe in passing, when you were with Phoenix and the Bulls passed through town. But I hope you get another shot at running an NBA team. I really do, and I mean that sincerely. So I, I, re- yeah, I certainly appreciate that and enjoy being on with you guys. And, yeah, I think what I'm going to do before I come to Chicago next is really, you know, look at Michigan Ave and the Magnificent Mile and then just figure out where we're going to get an appetizer and then we'll go to somewhere else for the entree, then dessert, and then some <laughs> wine after and, and put it all in Mitch's tab. That sounds that, that's like right. a really and good Mitch idea is to right me. Nick next to us right now. So he's shaking <laughs> his head in agreement that he, he will pick up the tab. So thank you, Ryan. Ryan, thank you very much. All right, that's uh, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Great to be on with you and enjoy the draft. Thank you. Insider Calls presented by Hey Maine, a new podcast from Kenny Maine. Download Hey Maine on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington, we're live at Advocate. The uh, draft getting underway in about 15 minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk about the top four players in the draft. Big Ten action as well. The uh, Bulls at 18, really nothing new to report from quote-unquote insiders regarding speculation on a major trade. Nothing going on thus far, but uh, when we return, we'll highlight the top three picks or four picks in the case of Jaden Ivey as well out of Purdue. Right here on 670, the score, the Chicago Bulls 2020. 2020- <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To draft. You're listening to the Scores NBA Draft Special. And now, the voices of the Bulls Radio Network, Chuck Swirsky and Bill Whittington. And welcome back. We are live here at Advocate getting ready for the 2022 NBA Draft. The Bulls with the 18th pick alongside Bill Whittington. This is Chuck Swirsky and uh, Bill uh, Sham Shania as uh, reporting that uh, Kyrie Irving expected to find a new team by opting in and requesting a trade. Oh, my. Uh, that uh, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Uh, it's the way things have worked out there for him. But uh, uh, that's uh, an option that I'm sure a lot of people would uh, like to take interest in. But uh, while I have the microphone for a second, I would like to uh, – Give a big thanks to our friends at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today for the latest odds on the NBA draft and official sports book of the Bulls Radio Network. And a big shout out to Mike and George, who I had the pleasure of meeting a little while back at a Cubs game in the rain, but uh, we had a great time. It was a pleasure to meet them, and uh, I know they're out there listening to the game right now. But uh, yeah, there's I, I, I agree with. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of deals made, Charlie, this 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 year, right now, tonight, and also this season before uh, the season starts. It will have a lot of minor moves. I don't know about big moves, but some people would say Kyrie Irving is 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 a big move. But uh, I know uh, as we get ready here for the first round, I remember my days uh, back at uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, getting ready for the draft, and uh, I was with my my mom and my fiance Anne at the time, and getting ready for draft. And this is the most, waiting is the hardest part because you just want to know where you're going because you've been working so hard to achieve your dreams and uh, get things going. Now, I know I, I was 20, 
three years old when I was drafted. A lot of these kids now are 19 years old, 18 years old and young, but uh, this is their dream and uh, they're waiting to find out. And with the way agents and everyone works now, they kind of have an idea, but there are last minute changes that can happen. So it's, it's very uh, a difficult time. You're anticipating so much and you just really don't know. You're not 100% sure where you're going. You just want it to happen real fast. And even here talking, we've been on the air now for an hour talking about yes. it. And, uh, these players are sitting in Brooklyn right now. Uh, as we look on TV, they're getting introduced uh, as well, but uh, they're just waiting because they want to know where they're going. Yes. You know, Bill, it's interesting. You were talking about Bet MGM. I think all bets are off right now for the number one pick. Ben Carroll, of course, has come on so strong now, and he represents himself so well. Kid out of O'Day High School in Seattle, the 206. Got to rep the 206 <laughs> from Seattle, my hometown. But, you know, then you look at Jaden Ivey, and a lot of teams are salivating at trying to put a package together for Ivey at four with Sacramento. Yeah, and, and they're all great players. Honestly, the, the, the top four picks are, are, are great players, and anyone would love to have, have them on their roster uh, from 1 through 30. And uh, Orlando's kind of played it real close to the vest. They haven't committed yes, they to have. any. They have not committed to anything, a, a, lot, like a, a lot like a Torres has here, uh, where you just really don't know what's going on. And I honestly, you know, I'm going to be honest, I think that's good business because you don't know what's going to happen. You keep it close to the vest, and you listen to everybody, and, uh, you do what's best for your team in the end and, and get the player that uh, you think will best help you. But, Bill, we also know that this is all a game. Agents leak stuff. Teams put out stuff. The inner circle of players' families put out stuff. And before you know it, you know, insiders say, and then 24 hours later, they flip the script. Yep. Well, but that's the one nice thing about the number one pick in the draft. You really don't have to talk to anyone outside your circle because you can take whoever you want. And I think Orlando has played it really close to the vest. No one really knows uh, what that inner circle is doing. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll all have to wait and find out what's going on and, and we'll see how it falls because that will make a difference. As you say, Jaden Ivey's a guy that a lot of people like. And if he if somehow goes in that first pick, that changes everything. Yep. Or if he doesn't go, you know, it opens up uh, opportunities for a lot of teams. Well, would I take Ben Carroll over Jaden Ivey? Yes, not by much, though. I love yep. Jaden Ivey. we got to take a break. This segment brought to you in part by Bet Rivers, Tasting Works, Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, Bet MGM, Duncan, and the Great Lakes Credit Union. Ryan Porth doing a great job just to our left. Mitch Rosen, the czar to our right, and the best engineer in the NBA, the great Rich Wyatt on hand, along with my main man, Bill Wennington, this Chuck Swirsky. Hour number two coming up next, the draft just a few minutes away. Who will go number one? Keep your dial set. 670 the score and the Bulls 2022 NBA draft. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.